0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tries to win it. <laughs> <Can> you win? <laughs> of The Missouri Tigers and the Kansas State
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Border War podcast presented by the Kansas City Sports Network, sponsored by 360 Vodka. We are excited to be with you this week leading into the big game, Jeff. The the nine-year wait is over this Saturday, Mizzou and Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse. So excited to talk about these two teams today uh, coming off two wins tonight, actually. Mizzou winning at home, Kansas winning here in Kansas City against UTEP. Uh, Missouri beating Eastern Illinois, so both teams coming off wins going into Saturday uh, at Allen Fieldhouse. Do want to say a couple things before we get started? We will be at Wayne and Larry's at noon uh, on Saturday. That's when yeah. we will have a a show, uh, getting everybody hyped up, getting some predictions in. Yeah. Uh, really looking forward to that. And then there will actually be a watch party at two fifteen uh, for those that want to stick around to watch the game, catch the game. Uh, should be a great environment at Wayne and Larry's and Lawrence. Also wanted to mention the Soul of KC Kids Drive going on with the Kansas City Sports Network. They awesome just surpassed ten thousand yeah. uh, dollars thanks to Dick's Sporting Goods. What an accomplishment! Yeah. How cool is that? I saw That's that this awesome. afternoon. Yeah, uh, good for Dick's Sporting Goods to get involved like that. Uh, that was that was uh, great news. And uh, you can still get involved. One ticket for twenty dollars. Ten tickets for a hundred dollars. Just search that Kansas City Sports Network Twitter handle, uh, and you can find all information if you want to get involved. In that drive, so a lot going on holiday season, yeah. And no better time to talk some college hoops, Jeff. How you how you been? How's the week going?
2: Oh, week's going good, man. And you know, you led up to it perfectly. Uh, both teams coming off of wins, and that's kind of what you want to see when you you know you talk about the border war, and obviously, it's this border war is kind of uh getting reblossomed again and it's a great, it's a great time to be obviously a Jayhawk. And I feel like even for uh a, a, if you're a Missouri Tiger, it's a great time to be a, a Missouri Tiger because um, like I said, both teams coming off of wins going into this rivalry. Uh who knows what can happen? Who knows what can happen? Um, I think it's gonna be a fun game, fun atmosphere, and it's gonna be a really good kick start to to get this rivalry back to to kind of where it was. So uh, yeah. I'm I'm excited to to for this game to happen. Uh, this Saturday, and I know a lot of fans are as well, too, and I'm pretty sure the players are geeked up as well, too.
1: Jeff, I was thinking, too, like, it's been nine years, but it's so interesting where the state of college basketball is, right? We, we've got some conference realignment going on again, right, yeah. with Oklahoma and Texas leaving, and last time these two teams played was when Missouri and uh, Texas A&M was leaving the Big 12 for the SEC back in 2012, which was my senior year, Yeah. and so there's similarities there, but it's also just a different state of college basketball with all the transfers, um, you know, the, the COVID year now with the addi- yeah. additional year of eligibility. But I was thinking how much college basketball needs these rivalry games yeah. still, right? We're going to see – we might see more conference realignment, right? Like who knows what schools are moving where. But I do think it's important to keep these games. And I think we're going to see a shift. I was, I was listening to Robbie Hummel, uh, former Purdue Boilermaker, yeah. great – he made some great points. He's like, look, with conference, we saw this with the Big East, right, when they broke up and we yep. missed those rivalry games. What a better time for college basketball to sort of pivot and kind of take on that non-conference slate where yeah. you are scheduling some of these great rivalry games because they do matter. At the yeah. end of the day, like, they do matter for both schools regardless. That's sort of the energy that I'm taking with this yeah. into this, this weekend. It's the start of restarting this rivalry. And it's yeah. something we've been waiting for a long time.
2: It is, like you said. And, I mean, kind of just piggybacking off of, of what you said, um, it's just good for college basketball. Um, that's one thing, you know, when when you have two teams that love each other, the fans love each other, the, they love their schools, they, they love to represent their schools – there's no better way than to, especially if there was any type of a conference realignment. There's no better way, and it's a money maker too. Obviously, absolutely, when you can put yep. these type of, of schools together and bring that rivalry back, that's to me it's just a. It makes sense financially. So, um, to see this rivalry, you know, restart and kind of feel a rebirth. It's, I love it, man, because even when, when it stopped, I was like, geez, man, I, I just missed watching that Missouri-Kansas. To be honest, I have a bunch of Missouri fans that are, are Missouri friends that are fans of Missouri, and I I missed it not being able to to talk about the rivalry of the game or to talk a little crap beforehand. Or So it, I'm just very excited that this rivalry is uh, getting kicked back off again.
1: Yeah, you know, I was watching today. I, I was scrolling Twitter and I, I came across something that really like jumped out to me that I I remember about playing and I remember about these rivalry games. And that is the students preparing yeah. days in advance. <laughs> you yeah. know, all about this with Kansas playing some big games, with the students yes. who camped out. Yes. And my my, 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 see, my, every year I was there, particularly my freshman and senior year, uh, when we were really competing with Kansas um, for, mm-hmm. for a Big 12 championship man the students it's all people talked about um (laughs) we used to go by the night before and hand off pizzas to the (laughs) the student section uh the zoo crew the antlers i mean they were so fired up and geared up and it also leads into like the last time that we played in 2012 like those games and we talked about this last week of how great those games were but like college game day you know, mm-hmm. in Columbia yeah. was electric and then that CBS game in Allen Fieldhouse. I just saw Kansas's uh, yeah. video with Coach Self talking about that game. And uh, obviously <laughs> that was the last time I, you know, I was in Allen Fieldhouse as a player. And uh, I mean, honestly, even though we lost that game, that was still one of the more unbelievable games to be a yeah. part of just to say you were in that game.
2: Yeah.
1: because um, I've never been in a more louder environment in my entire life. There's just nothing that matches that. So there's so many things to get excited about. Um, obviously, with both teams, and we're about to dive into it. Both teams, obviously, are in a different place right now, uh, but still fun to have this game back. It's gonna be a lot of fun uh, in Allen yeah. House on, on Saturday.
2: That's funny. You know, it's funny that you say that. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna really bank off of what you just said because I missed that game and I had a chance to go and I was like, nah, I'm just gonna watch it at the house. And everybody that I know that and i've been in some good games at. sorry this is my court is coming i've been <laughs> in some good games where at the field house it's loud like i mean it yeah. was loud and my loud i just know it doesn't even measure up to what the missouri game is because the some of the people on everybody i talked to they're like that's the loudest i've ever heard it and they were in that building before I got there. Some people, they've been in that <laughs> yeah. building before I even played a yeah. game in there. So I'm, yeah. that's one thing I regret is not going to that game just to hear how loud it would have been. But that goes to show you how deep and crazy that rivalry is.
1: Yeah. Well, and and just to, like, talk about what was going on in that game, what people don't talk about a lot is it's also the quietest I've ever heard Allen Fieldhouse when we were up <laughs> 19. Like, I've, <laughs> I've never heard it that quiet. And I knew, like, okay, if Kansas gets on any sort of run – if they start making some shots, look out. Um, and obviously everybody knows what happens,
2: but yeah.
1: it was like the quietest I've ever heard, at Allen Fieldhouse, <laughs> and the loudest. The loudest. And I, I think you know you you know this too. And I mean, Allen Fieldhouse is without question the best environment in college basketball. But there are these, you know, fan bases and buildings, it, it gets loud, and yeah, yeah. you you've been yeah. in some environments that are hostile environments. But like there's nothing like Allen Fieldhouse and I do think, you know, a lot of other programs or maybe other places you go, they they sort of try to really elevate that conversation like oh it gets yeah. so loud in here. And I'm telling you, the floor literally shook. That last game in 2012 in Allen Fieldhouse. Crazy, I was right dude. there at the That's end serious. and the floorboard <laughs> shook and my ears would ring like we didn't talk in huddles. Like we we basically had to go all hand signs, all of our calls, we didn't do anything vocal. That is crazy. You just couldn't hear anything. And so I, I never I, heard it's, it's, it's hard to describe. Man, that's oh, crazy, yeah. <laughs> we, we practiced, and, and I, I give Frank Heath a lot of credit, because we did practice simulating the crowd noise. Like, that's what we did. And we simulated, like, our signs from the bench. Uh, we kind of had our game plan set where we knew yeah. what we were going to do. But, man, it, it was a – Weird! I've never had a game like that in college where there wasn't we. If you had to talk to somebody, you had to get you know face yeah, to the ear sure. and like scream in their <laughs> ear just to get them to hear you. And then obviously the halftime was a huge, huge conversation. But anyway, that that entire game, there's so yeah. many things that stand out, yeah. um, and it'll be fun to talk about that on Saturday. Yeah, for, well. sure. So, for sure. For so. sure. All right, let's let's dive into the teams. Um, yeah, l- let's start. I'm going to start with Missouri. We started with Kansas okay. last last week, but I'm going to start with Missouri um just to you know have a little bit of a discussion around it's been a week uh, Missouri got handed a, a, a big L at Liberty um Liberty's a really good team they're an experienced team I'm not really surprised by that uh it's a team that's well coached uh yeah. they're a disciplined team we talked about this last week Jeff like they're a team that it has unbelievable ball movement and player movement they make shots their system they everybody knows where they're supposed to be they just don't make mistakes yeah. Um, and when you're a new team, new faces, you go on the road. And go into Liberty, it's a good environment. Uh, and Mizzou uh, did not play well, had a terrible first half. Uh, I think the worst half they've had probably in the Conzo Martin era and got beat pretty badly. They did bounce back tonight uh, against Eastern Illinois. I yeah. talked about Kobe Brown last week. I still think he's Missouri's best player. Yeah. Um, I think as the year goes along, Kobe's going to have to be ultra aggressive. He's going to have to be the guy that, hey, if he – Takes a couple bad shots, you live with it. Um, he had five steals tonight against Eastern Illinois. He had 11 rebounds and 11 points, and that's you know a good sign for Kobe. Uh, he's a really you know tough kid, strong, physical, uh, and he can do some things on the glass. And he's very good defensively. That's why Conzo really likes him.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, doesn't shoot the three that well. That's probably a big part of He's an undersized four. Probably has to play some five. Um, DeJuan Gordon is the guy we didn't talk about last week, and I want to talk about him because he's the K-State transfer. So he's yeah. played at Allen Fieldhouse. Yeah. Um now he hasn't played with that building on fire, right? I mean, he, he played with fans in it, but not like it's yeah. gonna be on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, they got him back, and and he's been good for them. He was seven of twelve tonight, had 14 points. Amari Davis, who we touched on last week, is scoring the ball pretty well, rebounding it. Amari's got to play the point. He's more of a score first guard. Uh, likes to get in the paint. He's got a nice float game. He's got to shoot it well from three in this game uh, for Mizzou to really have a chance. Um, and then there's a couple guys that they they got back as well that that uh, we didn't talk about last week. Uh, Trayvon Brazil uh, is the guy that's going to come off the bench. They're real excited about him. He didn't do a lot tonight. Uh, they are still excited about maybe what he could bring them. I don't know if he'll do anything on Saturday. But he is a name yeah. we should say because he hasn't played really a lot. Uh, he's 6'7", six, 6'8" great size can shoot the ball. Um, He's going to be coming off the bench for this team. And I I think he could be able to give them a lift from a versatility standpoint, like Mizzou needs numbers. They need, they need depth. They need a rotation. Um, They're going to have to really embrace the small ball. Like we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are kind of the guys that I I, I really think are the guys to look for in this game uh, for Missouri. Like those, those are the guys have to play well. And then Ronnie DeGray, who I've talked about before, Didn't really score the ball well tonight, but he's a guy that does a lot of good things. Passing, uh, he can get steals, he gets rebounds, he can guard multiple positions. That's the only real thing I see from Missouri going into this Kansas game. And you know this because it can happen. Missouri's got to make this game on Saturday the ugliest game Kansas has played. That's really their only chance. they got to force a bunch of turnovers. they got to have incredible ball pressure great rotations they cannot break down they got to limit Kansas to one shot uh, they got to stay out of foul trouble there's all these things that have to happen yeah. for them to be in the game late um, and obviously making shots is a big part of that as well but the defensive side of the ball is really where, where, where it starts with for Missouri to to have a chance in this game
2: yeah and like you say I mean if, if they're going to have a chance they're going to have to do it with uh like kind of like you guys did man they're gonna have to you know quiet that try to quiet that crowd that crowd i think that you know and that's in any any environment when when you're on the road you want to make sure you take that that crowd out of it and obviously you guys coming off of a a win um that's obviously going to spark some things as well too confidence and I, i i mean i just really hope i'm i'm not playing jared i'm dead serious man uh I hope that, you know, you, your guys step up and, and, and make this, you know, and really kick this, this rival off. And I think they will, you know, this is a, this is a big deal. And, um, uh, I think it's going to be something that hopefully really kickstart, kickstart Missouri going in a different direction as a, just as a fan of basketball, um, yeah. and just as a fan of this rivalry, I mean, at the end of the day, um, uh, you don't want the, the team that you're playing a rivalry to be trash, you want them to be good and make that game fun. Although you want to win and you want to win in the most easiest way possible, but still at the end of the day, you want that rival. A is only good if it's it's, a, it's yep. a back and forth game. So I think yep. that uh this is gonna be a really good game. I'm excited for for you guys on on, on that behalf. Um, but I'll talk a little Kansas, Kansas yeah, absolutely. basketball. Absolutely. Okay. Um, obviously, I think, you know, obviously the last time we've talked, you know, we they've had two games, obviously coming off a, a win, the first win against uh, St. John's. And again, that was a game where, I mean, CB, Christian, Christian Brown, he's just he's starting to take, put the team on his back. Obviously, at 31 points, uh, double looking at the, the stats as well, Thirty one points, eight rebounds, four assists. Um, that's a solid game. Uh, he's he's done that throughout the uh, the course of this year, he's continue, He's been continuing to grow. Uh, David McCormick and I mean, we all know Abaji. Uh, he had 23 points, seven seven rebounds as well too, and uh, which you can kind of expect that from Abaji. You kind of know what you're going to get with yeah. CB and Abaji. Uh, I think anything with the if there's a worry with the Jayhawks is uh, what is the inside presence going to look like, and obviously against uh, St. John's, McCormick. Played great, thirteen rebounds, fifteen points. That's something that uh, the jr is gonna gonna need from him uh, day in and day out. And Remy Martin was obviously solid. He's he's been doing a better job of taking uh, taking control shots within the offense rather than breaking off the offense, taking contested shots. So he's been doing a a better job of that. So it's kind of it, uh, it's kind of as a Jayhawk, good to see uh, the progression on that. Obviously they just had a game today against UTEP Um, pulling up some stats right now. Uh, But obviously CB again, CB and Ochi doing it, pouring in 43 points together. Uh, You can kind of expect that tandem to to put her up at least around 40 points. Uh, But again, you know, we talked about Remy Martin uh, still played great, controlled, made great decisions. He had to impact the game, uh, from not a scoring standpoint, he was 0 for 4 from the field, had no points, but, uh, you know, did some really great job setting guys up, getting the ball movement, getting the ball moving, uh, not really just focusing on him. So I know Coach Self has been really uh, trying to get that out of Remy. Uh, But again, one of the things, like I talked about, that the Jayhawks need to get better at is inside presence. Um, You know, McCormick was 3 for 6 from the field, had 8 points, 3 rebounds. Uh, from a point standpoint, I'm not sure. There, uh, obviously, he needs to be a post presence. He needs to be able to score in the in the post. But I think the biggest thing uh, where McCormick needs to really step up is on the rebounding end. You know, three rebounders for a starter is something that. Uh, uh, to me, needs to be a higher number. But again, you can say they have Jalen Wilson. Jalen Wilson, when he gets in the game, he comes in. He's a he's kind of a ball the, a ball magnet when it comes to rebounds. He just finds a way uh, to get his hands on, on on the ball. You know, he was able to 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 tap in with seven uh, rebounds. But again. Jalen Wilson's still trying to find himself offensively. He's struggling offensively. So the Jayhawks are still working some things out from a big perspective. Mitch Lightfoot came in today, played great, went three for three from the field, uh, had four rebounds, eight points. So that's something if the Jayhawks uh, take that for granted and Missouri can come in and make shots. And play under control. They could give Kansas a run for their money if they don't establish that inside presence. You kind of know what you're going to get out of CB and Ojai, uh Remy as well. Uh, but it's to me, it's really what are these bigs? How how are these bigs uh, going to start producing for the Jayhawks on a consistent basis?
1: You look at this game too, and you know I just looked up the, that Kansas winning against UTEP for Remy and Dewan to go scoreless. You're, mm-hmm. you know two starting one twos. To go scoreless, you still score seventy-eight. That's still a really good number yeah. when you get two of those guys, especially Remy with his ability to score the ball. So that's actually a you know a good sign uh, for them. That and then Ochai's been so consistent, and yeah, that's yeah. something we're gonna watch for all year. Um, he's been great, and I, I was just before we got on this call, you know, talking about. Who are some of these premier guards in college basketball? Right, Jaden Ivey's up there. A lot of really good mm-hmm. players yeah. that are up there. Ochai's right in that same conversation, yeah. right? I mean, he's having a great year, super efficient, which is the mm-hmm. name of the game. If you can be yeah. consistent, efficient, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're you're going to have all the the accolades and, and the conversation is going to be around you. But yeah. you know, we talked we not to foreshadow this, but we talked about this last week about Christian Brown, right? And yeah. how important he is, and man, he just just put the foot on the gas over these last couple games, uh, and that's great to see. He's got to be aggressive for this team. And then you touched on Jalen with the seven rebounds. I mean, that's a yeah. – I've always viewed Jalen. I know he's going through some things offensively, but I've always viewed him as a guy that is in the double-double conversation yeah. when he touches the floor, you know, yeah. especially if, when he gets going, gets his minutes back, which, yeah. you know, he's he's come off the bench right now. But, yeah, you know, he's a guy that really can impact the game. So, again, we're still talking about this Kansas team in early December – uh, they're winning games. They're still figuring out, like you said. Uh, I think in this game too, the, the only hope Missouri has, they got to start fast. Uh, mm-hmm. They, they got to get out and make some shots and just stay afloat um, if they can. Uh, obviously, Kansas is a great defensive team, and you you would hope Missouri, you know, tries to muddy up the game a little bit, force a lot of pressure, try to get some turnovers. Yeah, you know, hope that Kansas can miss some shots to kind of keep Mizzou around. That's really Mizzou's chance. And I think it gets back to matchups. And I'm really mm-hmm. curious to see who's guarding Christian Brown and who's guarding Ochai Agbaji for Missouri. Um, you know, I, I think when you look at Missouri's lineup, probably their best as the defender is Dejon Gordon. Uh, I think he's got the experience. I think he guarded Ochai some last year. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I would think he would guard probably Ochai. Um, and then I think either Amari Davis or Javon Pickett is in the conversation to guard Christian Brown or Ronnie DeGray if you want to have some size. So, as you know, matchups are everything. Yeah, Konzo Martin's got his hands full uh, in terms of trying to match up with this Kansas team. But if Kansas can really take advantage of the paint, that's where it's going to come down to. If Kansas can establish the paint, score at the rim, and not settle for jump shots, right? Don't fall in love with the jump shot. If Kansas Mm -hmm. can attack, get to the free throw line, beat guys off the dribble, Remy get to the paint, make good decisions – yeah. Kansas is going to play at a high level. And that's really what I, I'm i looking for, particularly in yeah. that first half, is just how the game flow is. And can Missouri actually stop the penetration of the Kansas guards and stop David McCormick in the size of Kansas as well?
2: Yeah, I mean, you said it best because I know uh, Coach Self's probably thinking that same thing because, you know, he's an inside-out guy. You know, if we right. if, if right. can play inside-out, and you know, I mean – if you can get easy buckets inside, defense collapse, shooters get ready, ball's kicking out, you're going to have a wide-open shot, just be ready to shoot it and knock it down. Makes shooting a lot easier when you know you're scoring on the inside. When you're not scoring on the inside, those outside shots, man, that rim gets a little bit smaller <laughs> because, you know, yeah. we're not getting any easy buckets. Now I have to take this this uh, lower-percentage shot and be even more accurate. So. um Obviously, if the Jayhawks, like you said, they can they can go inside out, I think that will give them uh, a really good chance to be successful in this game.
1: Missouri's defense, too, expect them to do a lot of try-to-pack-the-paint-type stuff, yeah. right? Like try to cut out any sort of ball movement, any sort of paint touch that they can. Uh, and, look, if Kansas comes out, has open looks, knocks down threes, look out. But you're going to have to give and take somewhere in this yeah. game, if you're Missouri defensively, the one guy that I do want to talk about, uh, given we're you know talking about this this game on Saturday, is Dewan Harris because uh, okay. he yeah. is the he is the player that's got ties, obviously uh, Columbia, Missouri native, mm-hmm. um, and a guy that I think is going to you know look to put his stamp on this game. Right? I mean, he's a competitive dude, and he had four steals tonight, and yeah. to me. And when he's in that game, man, Missouri can struggle to handle the ball, and Missouri really doesn't have a true natural point guard. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, I think DeWan could have a great game yeah. uh, in terms of changing the game with his defense and his ball pressure and his activity, uh, taking away passing lanes, heating yeah. up the ball, forcing those unforced, unforced turnovers. Like I, th- I think DeWan, this is a game that I'm. I, I think he could really put his mark on this game. And I think there's a little bit of that storyline behind it
2: too. Yeah. A bit oh yeah. Factor. You know, you know, man, know, you know those, sto- yeah, <laughs> you, you, you know those storylines mean anything like for any player to just get, find some type of edge that they can use for the game. And obviously that's dewan you know, obviously being from, from Columbia, being in that area, uh, having a chance probably, you know, at one point in time as a kid, you know, thinking, oh man, I might want to go to Missouri. So, you know, that's in the back of his mind as well too. And you know it, but I mean, you said it best. Uh, I haven't talked about DeJuan, um as much, but I love DeJuan because mm-hmm. he does all, he does the things that nobody really wants to do sometimes as a guard. He's a pass first point guard. Wants to get his teammates involved. Wants to set them up. Wants them to be successful. That's sometimes hard to find in uh, in basketball and just yeah. in, in, in players. And then on and then on the uh, flip side of things, on the defensive end, he it that means everything. He's not playing around when he's trying to get stops. And I love watching Dewan on the defensive end because he. I mean. It, it's like he's playing chess out there on the defensive end. He knows, he's it's like he's always one step ahead of that offensive player uh majority of the time and um I think Dewan like you said I I do think he's going to be geeked up about this game. He's going to almost have something to prove and I hope, you know, Dewan takes some open shots. I know that's been, you know, uh what people try to say is a, his Achilles heel, but Dewan's actually he's a good shooter. He's just he just wants to set you up for a shot. You know, that's that's his mission. That's his goal. Um, he's not really thinking about himself, but we hope that Dewan can start thinking about himself because that's going to allow him to get op- other guys open when he can start re- re- uh, relieving some of that pressure, be able to shoot that deep ball, take open shots. That's going to allow him to get to where he wants to on the court to be able to find those guys at an easier pace.
1: And Jeff, you were a former point guard. You're a coach. You know and now you're seeing it from the coaching side. Oh like, yeah. You know a coach <laughs> loves point guards like that, right? Love I mean, him, man. you yeah. love them. <laughs> and you know, there's times where I'm I, I want DeWan to, to start shooting the ball because I I know yeah. he can't shoot the ball. And he could score it too, but man, I mean, that's what makes good teams go. Is when you yeah. guys when I mean, you got guys that are unselfish and don't care that they have a, a zero in that points column. But yeah, you look up and they're playing significant minutes. And they're playing meaningful minutes, right? Yeah. Those minutes that are meaningful, you'd be surprised, you know, that intelligence and IQ is such a massive Mm -hmm. part of the game of basketball. And sometimes it gets overplayed, too, (laughs) where, you know, we talk about high IQ and low IQ, but. You know, there are some special players that have that it factor. Yeah.
2: They just, gave, I think Marcus, man. I think
1: Marcus Garrett was this way. Yeah. Like Marcus uh-huh. Garrett had an unbelievable IQ. <laughs> he yeah. just had incredible instincts and his hands were so quick, yeah. but he also was extremely intelligent. And mm-hmm. I mean, you, and, and so much was made about Marcus Garrett not being able to make three point shots and he improved in that area. Yeah. But he, he also was, I mean, you have to have that guy on the floor. He just mm-hmm. impacts winning in yeah. so many ways.
2: Yep, that's the one.
1: Yep, another big piece of this game, Jeff, and we'll we'll take it from tonight. It's a three point shot, and yeah. that to me is where this game could get out of hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the line is, I, I know it might change a little bit after tonight. But Missouri shot two of nineteen from three, and this is a team that has struggled from three quite a bit this year. And they've had games where that you know they've had open looks. The Wichita yeah. State game comes to mind, where they were in that game, could make a three-point shot. Um, Kansas held UTEP to three of 23 from three. Their three-point defense was really good. That's a big piece of this game too. If, if Kansas can guard the three-point line and hold Missouri to where they usually are from three, and you know, yeah. not let Missouri get hot or, or you know make shots where they're wide open, and you're not running it, guys. Yeah, I think this is a big piece of the game too. Um, let's let's see where that stat is at at the end of the game because I think that's going to make a big impact. Kansas is going to make shots; they got shot makers with Christian and Ochai. Can Missouri match that? It's a big question in this game.
2: Yeah, and you know uh that three point shot, man. It's always that that mystery. Uh, you live a by, great it you man. by it, and you die by it.
1: The great again, equalizer.
2: Yeah, it is, but you know, like you said, if if if. But, If Kansas can make sure that they are contesting every shot, running them off the three-point line, rotating the right way, uh, that's going to be their benefit to to, to be successful. If not, if they're not, and Missouri starts, you know, making one, then two, then three, this is a rivalry game. You know, Mm -hmm. Missouri's been thinking about this for – for a while. That's been on the radar. I'm sure Kansas has too. It's been on the radar. It's a rivalry game. This is Kansas and Missouri. So it's, I mean, I hate to say it, but as players, sometimes you look ahead of games. You still focus, you you do your best to focus on that moment and stay in that moment, stay in the present. But I mean, you can't tell me that they didn't know this game was coming up. They knew it was on the schedule and it's a a rival. So uh, anything can happen when guys hit shots. So it's going to be the Kansas benefit or if they can run guys off the line and, or at least contest heavy those shots and it's going to be the uh, Missouri's benefit. If they can, you know, create space, create separation, and, and, and be able to find those gaps to get those open looks. So uh hopefully, I, I'm hoping it's going to be a great atmosphere. I, I think it really is. I know it is.
1: Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. be at the game. I, I'm excited to do, I've been in, you know, Allen Fieldhouse after playing and, yeah, that's still an incredible env- environment. Yeah. It's always loud. But I'm just curious what it's going to be like uh, on Saturday. Uh, I'm sure yeah. it's going to be rocking as always. As we close, I, I I just have to finish with this thought, and that is the Bill Self video that came out about that game in Allen Fieldhouse. And I didn't forget, but it was a good reminder of I forgot how massive that game was in terms of the Big 12 championship. Because yeah. if we were to able to close that game out, we would have won that Big 12 outright because we would have had the 2-0 lead on you guys. Yeah. And we had the better overall record. And so that was a, a huge win at the time because that kept Kansas ahead of us. And I, I, had, I knew that the implications of that game were huge. I yeah. didn't realize that at that time, if we closed that game out, we jumped yeah. Kansas in that yeah. Big 12 standing. And to think back at the, the hostility of the rivalry <laughs> at that point, knowing Missouri's leaving the conference, knowing that we might meet in Kansas City at that Big 12 championship game,
2: yeah. uh, man,
1: that was an indescribable moment uh, in terms of the rivalry. And I know there's going to be so many stories coming out going into Saturday yeah, of which is great good. games, historic games. As yeah. she, you, you were part of some incredible games. I'm really excited to to kind of break down our best, you know, memories too of this this rivalry yeah. on Saturday.
2: Every uh, game we, was a good game. Uh, it was always uh, was a good game, man. Uh, you threw the
1: records out the door. <laughs> it was it and, was and great. Trust
2: me, the, and we've lost some too, but every game was a good game, no matter, no matter what, man. Yep. Like, geez. Yep. And it's dick, like... I,
1: from from a player's standpoint, too, like the adrenaline, yeah. the like the feeling in pre-game like indescribable <laughs> yeah. feeling. Uh, So we're going to have some good stories on Saturday. Yeah, we so we, yeah, we, we, we urge all the, all the listeners to, to join us at Wayne and Larry's again, starting at noon show will will begin and then uh, tip off at two fifteen. watch party at Wayne and Larry. So Jeff, yes, looking forward I'm to out. it, man. Great. Uh, great to connect here this, this week and uh, looking forward to Saturday, man.
2: Hey, you betcha, Jared. Appreciate you, man. We're going to have a blast on the show. And again, Good I'll blast, be dude. we'll see each other at the game as well too cuz I'll be there as well too, so hopefully we'll we'll run into each other.
1: A lot of chatter yeah, going well. into Saturday. Can't yeah, can't wait, is. man. It'll be fun.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger.